0: My name is Alex Barthet. I am a board certified construction attorney here in Florida and today we're going to talk about how to deal with bad checks and credit card chargebacks. So let's get right into it. So on today's agenda we're going to talk about the civil and criminal remedies um, and penalties for bad checks. We're going to talk about the procedures for credit card chargebacks And I'm going to give you some tips along the way of what to do and what not to do in each of those situations. So let's get started. Bad checks. Um, What you need to understand about a check, you know, almost always it feels like actual money, but it is just a promise to be paid in the future, right? If you get a check, you have to deposit it in the bank. It has to clear and then you get the money versus cash, which if you get at the time of the transaction, you can use immediately. There are three primary types of bad checks that we see, NSF, which is not enough money in the bank account, so the bank account is open, but there's just not enough money for the check to clear, account not found, which is it's a check that I guess the account was closed um, at the time that the check was presented for payment. So that account is no longer there. And the last one is a stop payment. Um, The check was given to you and it was good at the time it was given. But by the time you submit it for presentment or your bank submits it for presentment uh, for payment, the uh, maker of the check has put a stop payment and has, has instructed his or her bank not to fund the check. So those are the three types, uh, primary types of uh, bad checks that you run into. One of the things that you absolutely need to be aware of and most people do not know, is that a check can be honored 30 days and sometimes longer than 30 days after presentment. Meaning just because your bank um, may make the funds available to you uh, to draw upon, that is not the same as the check clearing. So when you bring a check to a bank, your bank may say may have a policy that says, you know, local checks will make available within 48 hours, and uh, uh, checks outside of the jurisdiction will be available in you know three days, four days. That's availability of funds, and that doesn't mean that the check is going to come back as NSF or a stop payment on the check. So be careful about how long it takes for you to truly know that a check is not going to be uh, uh, dishonored. If someone passes a bad check, uh, in most states, uh, here in Florida especially, it is both a civil violation and a criminal violation, meaning people can go to jail. In Florida, for example, if you pass a bad check of more than $150, that's a felony. Um, so there's some serious ramifications to passing bad checks. So let's talk about what you should not do. So the first thing is you should not believe that holding this little slip of paper is the same thing as having money. I get calls from clients all the time and they say, well, the the contractor has given me this check. Um, Let's say you're a supplier. The contractor gave me this check and he said, please hold it. Um, But he just needs a, a lien release now. Remember, that piece of paper is really no more than a promise to pay later, which can be dishonored. So how much do you trust this person if they're telling you that the piece of paper that they're giving you Uh, is really no good now, meaning you cannot deposit it now, but they want something from you of value, which is um, a lien release. You should never sign a lien or bond release if you're concerned about the check not being good. You should never ever record a lien satisfaction before the funds have cleared. We see this one a lot, which is um, you put a lien on a piece of property, and they say, okay, take uh, satisfy the lien and bring me a recorded lien satisfaction and then I will give you this check. And sometimes they'll send you a copy of the check that they have cut. Once you record that lien satisfaction, if they never give you the check or the check is no good, your lien is off the property. So our advice is never, ever, ever actually record the lien satisfaction until you have the funds in hand. So what we recommend is you either have them wire you the funds and then once the funds hit then you take the satisfaction to recording but you don't do it beforehand. You should not accept post-data checks. Not that you can't but just know that if you accept a post-data check That cannot be criminally prosecuted because you've now accepted the check knowing that at the moment you accepted it, those funds are not good because that's why it's post-dated. It's dated for a date in the future. There are reasons why accepting a post-dated check may make sense. You know, we see sometimes someone gets on a payment plan, you know, maybe they're going to issue you four checks for $1,000 to pay off the debt. So they give you four $1,000 checks post-dated, right? One this Friday, one next Friday, one the Friday after that, and the Friday after that. If the check's clear, there's no problem, Um, but just know that holding those post-dated checks um, cannot be criminally prosecuted. And you can also not, you, you should not agree to hold a check because if you agree to hold a check, the person can also not be criminally prosecuted. Uh, Again, because the intent of defrauding you goes away because they're telling you when they give you the check, this check is no good when I'm giving it to you. So you have to wait. Um, So you should try try not to agree to hold checks for any period of time. So let's talk about what you should do. When you accept a check um, for criminal penalties to apply, meaning if you accept a check and it bounces you need to do the following in order to be able to um, pursue criminal penalty you need to do the following to pursue criminal penalties if you accept the check in person you need to obtain the following information um, from the person who presented the check and you need to write it on the check and this is going to sound crazy i know you need to write their full name home address phone number Place of employment, uh, gender, date of birth, um, height, and their driver's license number or state identification number. Um, if you've ever been to a check cashing store, you'll notice that they do this routinely because they they their business is dealing with checks, so they constantly run into bad checks, so they follow this procedure to a T. Um, but If you don't do this, it's going to be very hard for a um, district attorney, which we'll talk about in a minute, to prosecute your case for the bad check. Now, if you say, well, what happens if I get a check in the mail? I'm not accepting it in person. What do you have to do? Um, If you accept a check in the mail, which is pretty common, in order for it to be uh, given to the district attorney to prosecute criminally if it is uh, a bad check, you need to have uh, an, an original contract or order or invoice um, or some request for service in which the uh, check is intended to pay and that agreement needs to have the signature of the person that signed the check. So there's a lot of steps here. Um, so if you are a painter and you hire a crew to to paint uh, some of the work that you have then in order to and and when I'm sorry you are a painter and a contractor hires you and you have a contract with that company the person that signs your contract also has to be the person that signs the check again I know this is very Uh, specific, but in order for the case to be prosecuted, these are the things the district attorney is looking for. It doesn't mean that they won't prosecute other cases, but they get a lot of bad check cases. So if you haven't done their homework for them, it's going to be unlikely that they're going to prosecute your case. Um, If the check is returned and marked by the bank as NSF or account closed, um, we'll talk about stop payments in a minute. Um, Then you need to send the following notice. So we talked about what do you need to do uh, with respect to the check itself. Now you've gotten the bad check. You have to now send this notice. This is the statutory notice that needs to be given um, and sent ideally via certified mail and U.S. mail. In essence, it tells the person that gave you the check that they have 15 days to make good on the check, and they have to pay a small fee in addition to the amount of the check. And their failure to do so may render them liable uh, criminally for this bad check. Now, you don't have to worry about writing all of this down. If you want this form, um, after the presentation, uh, just send us an email. Alex at barthet.com. I'll, I'll be happy to send you this form and the other form, um, so uh, so that you can have it. So this is the form that you need for a criminal prosecution. After the expiration date of the 15 days, and you're still not paid, then you can report the matter to your local state attorney's office. There are state attorneys' offices across the state. Um, how do you find yours? You're going to Google your city and then the words state attorney's office. So, you know, Orlando state attorney's office, Miami state attorney's office. It'll take you to the appropriate state attorney's office. You're going to find the bad check or worthless check division. All of them have a division dedicated just to bad checks. And then you're going to submit the information that you have, which is a copy of the letter that you sent proof that it was sent via certified mail and a copy of the returned check ideally with the information that you have on it Um, but just know in our experience most state attorneys are very busy um, unless the check is very large or it happens to be someone they're prosecuting because this person is routinely writing bad checks we find that the state attorney is not very interested in prosecuting bad check cases. It doesn't mean that you can't do it or you shouldn't do it. I just wanna temper your expectations about having a you know, $2,000 bad check and thinking that the district attorney is gonna do anything about it. So let's talk about civil penalties. In order for civil penalties to apply, <clears throat> What you need to do um, is you need to have a check that's given to you and uh, it either comes back NSF, account not found, or a stop payment. Stop payment does apply for civil remedies, um, but the, the true penalty associated with um, the bad check, which is getting up to three times the amount of the bad check, may not be available for a stop payment. Um, so what do you have to do? You need to send a statutory demand letter via certified mail. And if you send it and they don't pay the they don't make good on the bad check, then they may be liable to you for the amount of the bad check plus 3 times the amount of the bad check. So that's a total of 4 times of the amount of the bad check plus all your legal fees and costs. So here's a copy. Here's what the statutory notice looks like. It's very similar to the uh, criminal notice, but it is not identical. So what we recommend is that if you're going to do this, you actually send both notices. Don't try to combine the two, send, send both notices, you can even send them in the same envelope. So one is the civil remedy notice, the other is the criminal remedy notice. After the expiration of the 30 days, if you're still not paid, then you can file a lawsuit for as I told you, the bad check amount plus three times the amount of the bad check plus your legal fees and costs. However, do know that if someone gave you a bad check and while these penalties sound really large, you may get a judgment against this company or this person for a a very large amount. Um, I mean, think about it. If they gave you a $10,000 bad check, you could get a judgment against them for 40 plus thousand dollars. Well, if they couldn't pay the 10,000, how are they gonna pay the 40,000? So keep that in mind as you decide to pursue these claims. That being said, we've had some success in the past where someone passes a bad check and and we were able to get the client um, all of their money, including all of the travel damages. Uh, So uh, it's not that it's impossible But again, I just want to temper your expectations about what you can get. So that's bad checks. Let's talk about credit card chargebacks. Um, So just like a check, just know that just because you have a credit card that is processed and the money comes to your account, that doesn't mean that the money can't come back out of your account. And that really is the problem with a chargeback. So the consumer or the business can submit a complaint, usually in 60 to 120 days. So it's a long time after you've delivered goods or services. Um, and what happens is that the issuing bank verifies whether the dispute is valid. Is there just even enough information to, to satisfy the minimum uh, requirements? Uh, so if the bank finds that the consumer is at fault, the process ends right there. However, it almost, never does. Um, The consumer, if it goes forward, is immediately refunded the money. And the cardholders bank initiates the chargeback process against the merchant bank. Um, So now the process starts where all of the money starts to come back out of your account. Um, So the merchant bank verifies the request and starts their own investigation and notifies you of the chargeback. So one of two things can happen at this point. If the chargeback is deemed invalid by the merchant bank, the processor will contact the consumer's bank and inform them of their findings. Meaning, so we've got now two processes in which two, two, two things that could happen for the consumer not to have the claim go forward. One, they didn't fill in enough information and therefore it ends right at the beginning. That's pretty rare. Uh, two, there's at least an, an an initial investigation, at which point um, the banks determine it's not a valid chargeback, it stops there. Again, I will tell you, it's very rare for that to happen. Almost always it goes to the next step. Um, if it is deemed valid, and again, valid doesn't mean that they're right. It just means that there's just enough information for the chargeback to continue, um, the merchant will ask uh, that you provide documentation on the chargeback. If sufficient information um, is provided, the chargeback will be stricken from the record and the issuing bank will remove the funds from the cardholder's account once again. If not, the chargeback stays and the funds are removed from your account. And additional fees are charged to the merchant, typically a penalty fee associated with having to conduct the chargeback process. Um, So what we see most of the time when a client has to deal with the chargeback is that simple things weren't done that make it very difficult for the merchant, you, to win the chargeback process. So what should you do? um you need to obtain proper verification from your customer um that they are who they say they are ideally they sign a re- uh, receipt um and that the name of your business is legible on their bill that's a requirement actually uh for many merchants under your merchant service agreement um and then do some basic verification about the card that it's not expired that the card holder is actually who he or she says they are, um, if you're taking the card at the place of your business, verify that the signature is on the back of the card um, and that it matches. Uh, you know, One way to minimize uh, some fraud uh, or claims is to have the uh, purchaser fill in the information themselves. So you send them a link. And they fill it in there are other clients of ours that have a simple agreement that they have the merch they have the consumer or buyer sign um, typically as is agreements so when you sell something to a uh merchant a uh, a consumer as is um, clearly disclosed as is that will severely limit the ability for them to complain that something wrong was wrong with the items but again if you're selling new new things to another business on a credit card you know you're not typically going to sell it as is you sell it with whatever warranty that you have Um, make sure you follow all the security standards if you're taking uh, credit cards on the spot you need to make sure you have a chip reader Um, i mentioned the customer signature Um, you should not accept a credit card at the place of your business uh, if there is no signature on the back of the cart. Um, now, I'm telling you, these are all the best practices. Uh, most places don't follow any of these rules. Um, and if you don't have a chargeback, it's not a problem. But if you do get a chargeback, then these things all get uh, get looked at. And if you haven't done them correctly, it could be a problem for you. So what are some other things to keep in mind with respect to chargebacks, credit card chargebacks and and bad checks? If there's any doubt, you should get a wire. A wire is an instantaneous transfer of funds. And typically when the wire hits your account and you're notified of that wire, the money is good. it's, It's cleared at the moment that you receive it and you don't have to worry about it coming back out of your account. Always, always, always protect your lien and bond rights. Um, Never sign a bond or lien release if you are concerned. Um, So you should, if you have a doubt, if you're accepting a check and you don't know that it's good, you use a conditional release um, of lien so that you're only releasing it to the extent you actually get the money. Um, Never uh, record a satisfaction of lien uh for a credit card payment or before funds clear right so can you imagine they process the credit card you record your lien satisfaction and then they dispute the charge if they do that you know you can't unwind your lien satisfaction last thing to remember with respect to credit card chargebacks and that is that just because you lose a credit card chargeback procedure doesn't mean that you cannot sue them in civil court so you sell them a piece of equipment, they charge back on the card, you lose that chargeback dispute, you can still sue them in court um, and, and you can win. So the, the, the credit card chargeback is not the end of the process. Um, there are other alternatives for you to pursue the claim. Thanks Ariel, have a great day everybody.